Welcome to episode 52 of the YXC Sports Podcast. Matt Morrison with you as we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on their Facebook page. We're also on the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page as well. Ray Morrison, I know that you're not a big math guy. I'm not a big math guy, but 52 uh, is an entire year that's in a, weeks. Uh, that's so one full campaign. Yeah. Yep. We've hit a year in YXC uh, Sports yep. Podcast episodes. It's so. st- yeah, started as a podcast. Now we're a podcast slash webcast. Yeah. Exactly. Growing, growing by leaps and bounds. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away. I would say. Um, fantastic news, kind of locally. We, it seems like we really haven't had any local news on the sporting front, but we did get some in way of the Western Hockey League. It sounds like they are going to be returning. They are penning a late February start. Of course, uh, originally the idea was to start January 8th. That has now got pushed back, but it does sound like there is going to be a late February start to the Western Hockey League season, a 24-game season. Uh, Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick kind of broke the news uh, over the weekend on social media, and uh, I'm a co-worker of Les Lazarick, voice yes, of the you Saskatoon are. Blades. Yep, you so bet. Uh, I had a conversation with him today, and he kind of just um, confirmed the reports uh, from Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick, but it sounds like the games are going to be weekends only. Okay. No fans will be in attendance, at least not for the foreseeable future. Uh, Now, Jeff Merrick did say that some of the USA teams or potentially some of the U.S. teams may move up to uh, Canada and there might be some sharing of rinks going on. But um, Blades Voice, Les Lazarus, has told me that that's not going to be the case. So the U.S. division is going to stay in the U.S. division and they're just going to play amongst the division. So the East division will stay in the division, Central division, B.C. division, yada, yada, yada. Um, There was also some talks about uh, a bubble format. It doesn't sound like for the regular season. That's going to happen, but uh, that could come into effect come playoff time, especially uh, amongst the conference finals when you kind of get to the final four. Yeah, and uh, the the talk may be that Saskatoon may be a bubble city yep. because you can't have the bubbles in Vancouver, Calgary, or Edmonton because the NHL teams are there. Yeah, so those are already three um, cities well, that are out one of there, the things. So. One of the things that happens in a center like Saskatoon is, let's say you have the Tri City Americans or whichever team roll through, they do kind of pick an area hub, yeah, that they center out of, and then they'll zip down to Regina or up to Prince Albert or over to Brandon. But Saskatoon would serve as a hub for yeah a lot of those Western teams. So it's probably something similar to that, other than you know, the bubble would also mean that the games would be played in that center too. The other thing that's going to be really interesting to watch is the business plan, which we don't know a lot about quite yet, but obviously this is a ticket-driven league. So if you're going to get 24 games in and then a playoff with no fans, how do you afford that? And it'll be interesting to see how the Western Hockey League and, and what news the league has on that down the road as to how they're going to financially plan to make this happen. Well, to me, it it goes back to those smaller market teams, right? I mean, and for the Western Hockey League, those smaller market teams in a lot of centers are, you know, really kind of what makes the Western Hockey League, right? When you think of the Western Hockey League, you think of the Moose Jaw Warriors, the Swift Current Broncos, you know, the Red Deer Rebels, uh, even the Prince George Cougars up in Northern BC. I mean, they've been in the Western League for how long? Right. So that's going to be very interesting as well. I don't know if maybe some of the the bigger city owners, Saskatoon, Regina, Calgary, Edmonton, I don't know if they might have to chip in on behalf of some of these smaller or maybe uh, there's some some businessmen in these uh, smaller um, communities like Moose Jaw 
you know, Brandon Smith current that maybe might step up to the plate. I'm really not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but it will be interesting to see, but a 24 game season for the WHL, they're hoping to start, uh, in the, uh, towards the end of February, BC's COVID restrictions that restrict sports, um, I think are in effect until February 5th. Okay. Les Lasserick was telling me. So, uh, you give them two or three weeks, you know, assuming that the restrictions there get lifted and then that makes sense for a late, uh, February. So start. basically what you've done is you've taken Les Lazarus information and you basically stole it. Like you, no, bas- I you, basically, credit. you basically brought it here. <laughs> Right, I gave him credit. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm teasing. Yeah, yeah so. so that that is great information, though, yeah. because I think a lot of fans are kind of looking forward to kind of getting things rolling and on the go again. So that's uh, that's that's very good news for sure. We do have a comment here uh, on the Facebook live stream from Patrick. He says they can set out the plan, but how are the health people going to let them play? They got to write off on that. Lots of things to come together. I agree that there are lots of things to come together and maybe some hurdles, but nothing more. This just gives uh, players, athletes, fans, even though you can't go see the the games in person, uh, you know, I think everybody could just use a little well, good news. You have to have a plan. Yep. Right. Yep. You, you, you you really do have to have a plan. And it's interesting because I was watching Dr. Uh, no, I was actually watching the Alberta uh-huh. Premier Jason Kenney today talk about inoculations. And he was talking about something like, 200,000 inoculations when they get this, the inoculations going per week. Yeah. Well, you think about that in a province of 4 million. If you're doing 1 million inoculations per week in a month, you could be ready to go. Yeah. So to, to the point we just heard, I mean, it's just a matter of having a plan yeah. right now. These, the Western Hockey League has had previous plans before and the dates have been pushed back. But this, you know, just uh, assume that this is the latest plan of the Western Hockey League, and that's what you you have to have those things in order in order to get going. Of course, we go back to the fact that Randy Ambrosi and the Canadian Football League didn't have a plan, yeah. and that's the big reason why the CFL in 2020 never happened. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, <laughs> WHL, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to yeah. run with that opportunity yeah, I know. every chance you, every I get. Chance because you get. You're going to take it, I know. Ridiculous. Yeah. Makes me angry, keeps yeah. me up at night. Uh, speaking of hockey, the NHL is supposed to drop the puck two days from now, yep. Wednesday, January 13th. Of course, today is Monday, January the 11th. However, some teams have ran into some COVID-19 issues, the Dallas Stars being one of them. I believe it was six players, two members of the coaching staff. Yep. Uh, had to well, I don't know if it was the coaching staff, but two staff members. Two of the staff team. members. Yeah, yeah, you are right. Two yeah. staff members. Yep. Six players and two staff members. But anyways, the story there is that they're not going to be starting the season on January 13th anymore. They're going to be pushed back um, till probably January 18th or 19th. The Vancouver Canucks had to cancel practice over the weekend uh, because of that. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I wanted to say the Pittsburgh Steelers, which we'll get to later on in the show. And uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have all had practices affected by COVID-19. So over the weekend, the rumor or the discussion was to just push back the entire start of the NHL season. But as of today, uh, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. And seeing as tomorrow's Tuesday and puck drop is Wednesday, it's probably not going to happen. Now, I have some opinions on this, but you have the floor. Well, I, I so the schedule looks like this. Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, Edmonton. That'll be the Wednesday schedule for the Canadian division. So as we take a look at the division that everybody in these parts is going to be focusing on, that's what the schedule looks like. Uh, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, Wednesday. Thursday, it'll be Vancouver, Edmonton, along with Calgary, Winnipeg. And then Friday, it'll be Toronto and Ottawa. I was listening to some comments from Gary Bettman before I came over here tonight, and he was saying, yeah, there's going to be positive tests. There was in the NBA. There was yeah. in Major League Baseball. The NFL 
they've had all sorts of issues to a point where, you know, running backs and receivers are your starting quarterbacks. Uh, so he says, don't be, don't be shocked at that. But uh, again, they're going to do everything they can to keep everybody sort of safe. And that's why you're seeing the Canadian division, which I think is going to be great. Yeah. I really think that by the end of this, you know, teams like the Canadians and the Leafs, they could absolutely hate one another, which yeah. always makes for a great rivalry. Right. So uh, this, this, uh, you know, like the hockey we saw where Tampa bubble. Bay yeah. just, well, yeah, in the bubble. The hockey was great. Yeah. The hockey was fantastic. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, but, stay, I'll stay socially distant from everybody and turn that on for sure. Absolutely. You really just need your TV and a couch. Yeah. You're fine. You're set. I think the Canucks returned to practice today. Yes. They yeah. did. So it was yeah. yesterday that they had it was, their uh, – There wasn't their any – from what I understood, there wasn't any positive uh, cases or positive tests. Yeah. There could have been a potential exposure. So it was more so they were erring uh, on the side a of A preemptive strike. Yeah. 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 Um, so the Stars' first two games in Florida – uh, those games were to be in Sunrise, yeah, and they were they were canceled. So yeah. games were to be Thursday, Friday, I believe, yeah. and those those got called off. Yeah, and here's my opinion on this. Um, too bad, ice a team. Germany at the World Juniors had to play a few games with yeah. nine players. Yeah, right. The Denver Broncos had to play a game without a quarterback. The New Orleans Saints had to play games without a running back. Sorry. Well, Find no, your guys. No, you can't. You can't do that. Every pro league has altered their schedule. You can't. Every pro league has altered their schedule. You can't. You world can't, Juniors didn't. No, the World Juniors. They were in. They were in a yep. time. No, but I mean, they they rent the building. They had to get their games in. They they couldn't rent the building any longer. But but no, I I I think you, too bad. You're gonna you're gonna have to alter the schedule a little a little bit for these cases. I think shouldn't yeah. have to. You got to keep as many people safe as you can. Well, but that's what I'm saying though. Is that if you have you know. How many ever uh, negative players you have? And there's your team. Sorry, you guys broke protocols. That no. sucks. No, I don't think that they should be. Uh, I don't think that they should. Uh, and this is why Matthew extra. will never be commissioner of the NHL. <laughs> we should go on some of your ideas that you have for the NHL. If you were commissioner, we for will. A day. Once the pandemic's over, yeah, we'll, we'll get to some of those. That would be just <laughs> ugly. <laughs> the NHL yeah. would probably be uh, worse off than it ever is. Um, but one thing for sure is that we're all super excited yeah. about the fact that the NHL is going to drop the pocket. And I think Gary Bettman is right. There are going to be cases here and there. There has yeah. been, you know, every major sport league. It's just about kind of monitoring them and, and limiting that. Uh, speaking of the World Juniors, of course, the gold medal game was held last Tuesday. So this is our first episode since the World Junior Hockey Championship, the gold medal game. Anyways, Canada, USA, the States beat Canada in the gold medal game by a score of two to nothing. And I think it's fair to say that the Americans deserved to win that hockey game. Well, the best team won. Yeah. I mean, I, and in Canada, they tried to put pucks to the net. Spencer Knight made 34 stops in the net for the uh uh, Americans. I mean, so Canada did try to put their, their pressure on this team, but how about Trevor Zegras? Nothing like backing it up. Yeah. Right. So I think he had two points in that game. I think, yeah, he had a goal and an assist. He was in on both goals and he was the, the young player that said prior to the game, he said, look, he says, we feel good about our chances because Canada hasn't played anybody yet. So now all of a sudden you're kind of putting the pressure on your guys saying, you know, we can stack up with Canada. Canada hasn't been tested yet. Like we plan to test them. And you remember that Canada, that the Americans were in the same uh, pool as the Russians. Yeah. So it could, and you take a look at how easily Canada handled Finland when we were thinking that was going to be such a great game. Um, that's no, the, the, the best team won. It was just that plain and simple. They came out, they 
scored early, and then they knew how to prevent the lead and, and got and got some good goaltending. Well, and what was it? America scored like five, six minutes yep. in, something it. like yep. that. Uh, but even before that, I thought that the U.S.'s start was phenomenal. They were winning every puck battle along yep. the boards. They were Absolutely. winning every race to the they puck. Can. They had lots of pucks on net, yep. right? So even before they scored that one goal, and even though they had a you know, the one nothing lead and it was one nothing for a long time. Well, I guess until the start of the second period, which USA just had a bounce go in, in their way when they scored that two nothing goal kind of off the back of the net there. But yep. yeah, I thought right from the get go, US was just all over the Canadians and that kind of put Team Canada back on their heels a little bit. Yeah, but, they were they were struggling a little bit in their own zone. Yeah. Uh, the, the American fork check was very good. I mean they 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 played well. Yep. They skated, they played well. Yep. So kudos yeah. to the Americans. Yep. It was a fantastic game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think Canada got off to a little bit of a late start there. And that was the reason why uh, they didn't uh, win um, gold medal. They walk away with silver. Ian says there's always next year. There is always next year. Canada probably will be in the uh, thick of it again next year at the yeah. World Junior Hockey Championship, which is back in Alberta. I think they're even going to be going to Red Deer next year yeah. as well, because that was the plan this that year. Was the they plan. had to go yeah. do the bubble format and uh, things like the that. O- the only thing about that sort of moniker is... Uh, in Canada, there's always next year. That doesn't generally. Yeah, fly. that's we that's don't, true. We don't really like that. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Sorry, but not yeah. good enough. But uh, Blades head coach Mitch Love, who is an assistant coach with Team Canada, he walks away with a silver medal. Yeah, uh, which is still something to be incredibly proud Absolutely. of. It. And you know, now that the WHL is starting, I think the experience that Mitch loved be Mitch Love gained from being around yeah. those players and being around that coaching staff. Now that he can bring that back, some of those ideas back to yeah. his team and his coaching staff, I think will make, you know, help us. Yeah, no, run, you know, I so. remember when Kevin Dickey went on and he coached in the World Junior Hockey Championships and he took that experience. He went over to Russia to coach, came back and used a lot of the things that he learned with the Saskatoon Blades. So for these coaches from the Western Hockey League, if you're not chosen to be the head coach, to be an assistant, it's a terrific thrill, especially if you're doing it for the first time. And it doesn't matter whether it's overseas or in Canada. It's yeah. still such a great, a great thing. So congratulations to Mitch Love on the silver medal. Yep. Of course, not the result that they probably would have wanted, but still nothing to be ashamed of walking away with silver medal uh, at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we are every single Monday. And uh, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, Ray Morrison, is hiring. So, uh, oh, there we go. There you go. They're okay. hiring full-time, part-time, I believe, uh, all positions. I'm great on the grill. Well. Uh, well, producer Ian wanted to be uh, um, a greeter, a welcomer. I don't know what the restaurant term is. Host or yeah. hostess, yeah. I think. We'll have to get uh, Doyle's, uh, he'll know the right answer. But anyways, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar <laughs> is hiring, so you can come on down. You can drop off a resume yeah. in person. You can email Doyle at doyleb at wendellclarks.com. You can also message them on Facebook and do it that way as well. So lots of different ways to get your resume into Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild, but they are hiring and you can reach them at 306-382-1717. For the first time ever, there was three playoff football games on both Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. They're calling it Super Wild card weekend because, of course, two extra teams got into the playoffs. They switched up the playoff format. So, and I personally loved it. It was like 12 hours of football yeah. each day um, yeah. and some huge upsets. I mean, Pittsburgh down the stretch wasn't good, Ray, but I still wouldn't have predicted Cleveland to run away with that football game, especially without one of their best offensive linemen 
and yeah. their head coach and yeah. one of the best members of their secondary. So is they, coaching overrated? I guess I mean, so. I, right? But they put up 48 <laughs> points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They beat Pittsburgh 48 to 37. You gotta think, and I've been burned by this before, so maybe I should bite my tongue a little bit. You gotta think that they don't have a hope in you know what's against Kansas City. Oh no, no, it's over. It's done. I was actually they were up twenty four nothing. Yep. And by the way, uh, the Browns tied an NFL record with twenty eight first quarter points. Yep. That was an NFL playoff record that they tied. So no team had done that for a long time. But what's interesting about that is for the Browns, not only was that a nice statistic, it was their first playoff road win since 1969. Wow. They hadn't won a road game in the playoffs since 1969 until this game against Pittsburgh on the weekend. But, no, they were – I mean, Baker Mayfield showed exactly what what he was all about. And you also saw – I mean, you saw so many playmakers with Cleveland, but you also saw what Russell Wilson brought to the NFL about five, six years ago. Remember that sort of scrambly style? Well, now so many quarterbacks, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield, are kind of playing that, that you saw Baker Mayfield against the pocket passer, Ben Roethlisberger, and – if your defense is up for it, you, you saw what happened because Cleveland's defense did a good job too. You could tell, right, as soon as the, the first offensive snap of the ball game for Pittsburgh skipped right over the head of Ben Roethlisberger. By the way, how do you snap a ball over a quarterback who's six foot five? Snapped it right over his head. You know what I thought of right away? The 2013 yeah, Grey Cup game. No, the 2013 oh, okay. Grey well, Cup too. game. Yeah. Henry Burris was standing in the shotgun and the ball just sailed yeah. right by him at Mosaic. That's, that's exactly what I thought. That of. happened uh, to the Denver Broncos in the 2013 uh, Super Bowl as yep. well when they were playing against Seattle. Yep. First play from scrimmage. Ball goes right past Peyton Manning, and it was just all sorts of gong show yep. from there. So, But uh, good for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield met one of his uh, old linemen that was playing in that game for the first time yesterday. So uh, <laughs> that would have been sketchy. Yeah. Hey, I'm oh, one of your old linemen today. <laughs> oh, that's good. I have no yep. idea who you are. but Yeah. Uh, how about Buffalo? What yep. are their chances? Stefan Diggs, yep. right? I mean, that's going to be interesting to watch the Bills take on the Ravens. That's going to be a good game because you got Lamar Jackson. I, and I've been saying this on this podcast, webcast for a while. I don't think enough people have talked about Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep. The, you know, from, from their quarterback on down to their playmakers. I mean, and, they almost lost, but yeah. Well, they did. But, <laughs> um, you know that uh, third quarter touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs? Yep. That was the end. Yep. It was, as soon as you saw that, you kind of knew that the Colts weren't going to get off the mat. And, Absolutely. You know, I, I think we have the updated playoff bracket. Ian's going to put it up for everybody watching the webcast live here on Facebook. He'll uh, get that up. But, yeah, Buffalo over Indianapolis. There we go. Uh, so here's how the uh, next week's matchup, the divisional matchups, uh, shape up. The Cleveland Browns, of course, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think we all know what's going to happen in this one. And so now that's one. 2 o'clock on Sunday, that Cleveland-Kansas yeah. City game. Baltimore and Buffalo. So that'll be a good game, too. I think I'm going to have to go with Buffalo. That's but... a 725 start on Saturday. Yep. So that's a Saturday game. And then in the NFC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who got past uh, the Washington football team. I just love saying the Washington yep. football team. <laughs> By the way, Taylor Heineke, quarterback yep. for Washington, comes out of nowhere and almost... Gives Washington a chance to 306 win. yards of passing yeah. for Heineke in that football game. Yeah. You know, so. and, and everybody's rooting for Washington for so many reasons. Yep. Right. And uh, I thought that was, that was a, uh, and, and um, he also rushed for like 46 yep. yards too. 
I mean, that was a, that was a good effort from Heineke for sure. So they, uh, yeah, so unfortunately their season comes to an end, but uh, they got beat by Tam, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This will be a matchup. Tom Brady in Tampa against Drew Brees in New Orleans. Of course, the Saints walked all over the Bears yesterday. That one we could have seen coming. 21 to 9, the Saints won. So they advanced. Oh, how That'll about that drop in the end zone on, yeah, the, on, on the, the, the reverse? The trick play yeah. by the Bears. And yeah. that was that happened early in the game, and that was it. They yeah. weren't gonna get off the mat after that. Yeah, uh, Chicago uh, ran into some penalty trouble yesterday as well. Right? Yeah, they that were didn't penalized like seven, eight, nine yeah. times in that football game. But the other thing, too, is Elvin Kamara, 99 yeah. yards. He can just take time off the clock. It doesn't matter where on the field you are. Elvin yeah. Kamara, when he gets the football in his hands for New Orleans, that's pretty tough to stop. Exactly. Yeah. And then the L.A. Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks by a score of 30-20 to 20 on Saturday. So they're going to be facing off against the Green Bay Packers. That's the Sunday game. So uh, the Rams have the number one rated defense in the NFL in the regular season going up against, uh, well, one of the guys that's in the MVP talks, Aaron Rodgers. But now, quarterback problems for the Rams. Yeah, Goff. Right? So Goff's going to try. Does he go yeah. try go with that bad thumb? Yeah. He, he got it done this week, but we'll see what the injury extent on John Wolford is. But let's say Wolford's healthy. Let's say he can play. Who do you go with? Yeah. <sighs> Who do you go with? An injured Jared Goff or a healthy John day? Wolford? Yeah, I don't right? know. Because Goff with a bad thumb, he showed you his heart. He yeah. won that football game. Against the Seattle defense, which isn't wasn't all that good, to be honest. Well, no, but, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm probably going with Goff. Me too. Yeah. Just because of the experience yep. factor and that sort of thing. Yeah, the, the rapport he has with head coach Sean McVay, those two work yep. so well together. Uh, one other NFL note for you uh, that actually just came down the wire today, Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson got canned. Yeah. So he's no longer the head coach in Philadelphia, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes, and apparently, according to the release, um, it goes far beyond the quarterback problems that they had in Philadelphia. So, yeah. I know we keep saying we're going to get Brett Boyko in here, but yeah. I'd like him to talk about Carson Wentz right. because yeah. he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of respect for him. The Saskatoon-born um, Boyko you know, played with both Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and knows a thing or two about those guys. So, right. Yeah, so that's good. that'll be interesting to, yeah. uh, to see where it goes. But a four-win uh, season for the Eagles. Nobody expected yeah. that. Um, yeah, the rumor, one of the rumors is that now that Doug Peterson is fired, he might go to the New York Jets. Of course, they're on the market for a head coach. Jets GM Joe Douglas has a great relationship with um, the head coach Doug Peterson. So it'll be interesting to see where Doug Peterson goes. I don't think he's going to be able to work for very long. No. We do have a comment here in regards to the NFL from Jeff. Mar Jackson was playing like a QB possessed. I'm going Ravens. Okay. Yep. Mar Jackson, he's, you know, and good for Lamar Jackson because I was watching Sunday countdown espn sunday countdown and they interviewed lamar and he said yeah the narrative is i'm a great regular season player we're a great regular season team but i'm owing two in playoffs i can't get it done lamar Lamar jackson had some great jobs he was really hyped in that espn interview after the game too lamar jackson he was ready to take on all covers and the game ended 50 minutes earlier right he was he was uh all wired jeff also asks who wins between tom or drew could be the last game probably maybe if the new orleans saints lose could be Drew Brees' last game. So between Tom and Drew, who are you taking? Drew. I think so, too. I think, I think the I team think around Drew is and, better. And, well, there's that. And I, I just think that he's he's used to his mates more so than Tom is, even though Tom said the full year in Tampa Bay. Right. But I think I think Drew wins that game. Yep. Yep. The one thing that you can't uh, put into perspective, though, is that game is in New Orleans. Right. 
home field advantage ain't a thing anymore. No. Just the fans aren't there. Yeah. It's just not the same, right? And so you can take that out of the equation, but I still yeah. think I still think Drew wins. And then apparently he's going into uh, NBC, broadcasting. NBC. NBC. Yeah. So, is, and we'll talk about broadcasting here in a little bit because uh, okay. you and me are kind of broadcasting nerds. Nobody else probably cares, but you and me find this fascinating as uh, yeah, just in yeah. terms of the line of work that we're in. Patrick says that the uh, college football championship is tonight. Bama versus Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, go Bama. Tied and Buckeyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, That'll be fun. Yeah. Those are all. You never know what's going to happen. No, Those exactly. are just great games. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I do think the college football playoff needs an overhaul, but that's a discussion for. It's better than it was a few uh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, you're right. So, you know, they play a bunch of games and then a bunch of people would vote on who the national yeah. champion. Exactly. Those days are done at least. Yeah. So yeah. that's for sure. It's not perfect, but it's better than it it's was. It's better. Yeah. That's right. Small steps. Um, but yeah, in terms of the broadcasting world, a couple of changes, and they both relate to hockey. For one, former Leafs head coach Mike Babcock is apparently going to help out NBC ah, on their hockey coverage as go. a studio analyst. So okay. apparently Babcock or his representatives reached out to NBC uh, last year during the playoffs, but okay. they just couldn't make it work with the COVID protocols and stuff yep. like that. So they're going to bring Babcock in to be a studio analyst this season. So it'll be interesting to see how he does on that and how about this former Saskatoon Blade goaltender who is uh, or who was previously the play-by-play voice for oh, the Red Deer Rebels, Cam Moon, <laughs> is now the radio play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Oilers. Cam and uh, yourself, Ray, did some work uh, on the old WHL on Shaw games yep, years yep. ago. But it's interesting. That picture there is fantastic because when Cam Moon played for the Saskatoon Blades in 1990, he was always fascinated about broadcasting. So... When Roger Millions and Linda Walker and I would do Sportsline, he would always come to us when we went and did interviews with Cam, and he'd say, can I get a tour of the station? Can I look around? What do you guys do? And he was going back to those days, and now Cam is 50 years old and finally gets his opportunity to uh, get a shot in the NHL. So I had to bring up – sorry, Cam. I had to bring (laughs) up that picture, and then I I have to do this one too. So we talked about some of the old scrapbooks that are here at Wendell Clark's Restaurant. Well – this was one that um, we found as well, too. Uh, an old picture of you where you're not smiling. I think this might have been your first year here, Cam, because 89 was the year that the Blades hosted the Memorial Cup. This is the 89-90 season. So just look how serious you are <laughs> here. Oh, Cam, if people only knew the truth. But uh, for you to be the Edmonton Oilers play-by-play guy, I, I could not be happier for you. That's a terrific. That's a terrific thing to happen. Yeah, fantastic hire from, uh, well, the Edmonton Oilers or Ched or whoever ended up having the final say in that decision. Been well-deserved. Cam was in Red Deer for a long time. Terrific guy. Terrific guy, yep. yeah. And, uh, Worked for Brent Sutter, so probably yep. learned a lot about yep. the business of hockey as well as hockey. Smart guy, and, yeah, for sure. Well. Yep. So, That's good it. job, Cam, Jeff says. Yes, we agree. Good job, Cam. So, it'll be interesting to see how he does. That's the uh, play-by-play voice uh, for the radio now, broadcast. Now, will you autograph, time. Cam, will you autograph this for me? <laughs> I want an autograph. I don't want to be charged for it. Let's be real. He's not. He's not listening or watching. <laughs> Although you two do text. <laughs> we do. Yeah, yep. you do text. So that's awesome. So <laughs> again, con- congratulations to uh, Cam Moon. And then uh, Dave Randolph, Randorf, who's a well-known uh, voice up here in Canada, has worked yep. with CFL on TSN and then Sportsnet, is now the TV play-by-play guy for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So going to the Stanley Cup champions, I sent him a note uh, today yep. to congratulate him as well. I heard back from Dave today. So we worked together cfl on tsn a couple of times so yeah no there's uh there's lots going on like i said i mean you you and me are probably the only two people that are interested by any of this but that's okay 
that's a great note to leave on. Yeah, that's a great note to leave on. So big thanks to everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. Of course, these can be found on all your favorite streaming services. You can head over to our website, view them there as well. And uh, like we said, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is hiring. So if you're in the market for a job, maybe you want to switch of things, of careers, of jobs, make sure to get a hold of Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. They'll hook you up. The fantastic people here in a fantastic environment. We'll do this all again next Monday. Till then, stay safe. Thank you.